Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town. Extra, extra, hear all about the final payment. Steve Wilson's headline story brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, the soap that gets skin cleaner in your daily bath. Extra, extra. Yes, Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town. The headline stories of a great city, dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor, whose creed, as with all great newsmen, is emblazoned on the masthead of the Illustrated Press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, but it may be a servant of all the people. Use it justly, hold it high, and guard it well. Now, Big Town and tonight's story of a vicious racket of modern ghouls trading on tragedy and sorrow. The final payment. No sensational headline yarn for Steve Wilson and his illustrated press. This story of a vicious, widespread, but little publicized racket began in a cheap rooming house headquarters of Malcolm Todd and his embittered, red-headed accomplice, Ginger. Began one evening not long ago. Well... So you got back, Ginger. Congratulations. Lay off the sarcasm, Mel. I've covered every pawn shop in this section of Big Town and my feet hurt. How many watches did you get? About a dozen, but I had to pay five bucks for some of them. Okay, okay. We'll still make a slick profit once I get the initials of today's crop of deadens cut on the back. Look, Mel, I'm getting sick of this peanut racket. Rooking the relatives of a lot of dopes that ain't even been buried yet. I told you it's just till we get a stake, get organized, and go big time. Line up a mob, work with a real racket. Yeah, that's what you said in Chicago six months ago. But things got hot and we had to beat it. And the same thing happened in Cleveland. Well, it ain't gonna happen in Big Town. We're gonna make a killing as soon as we can line up with a real racket. So why don't we get right into some racket that pays off in something more than three squares and bus fare to the next town when the local flats start breathing down our I heads. keep telling you, Ginger, it's only till we can hook up with some local mob that's got connections and protection. Now quit beefing and pack up them watches. Yeah, sure. We gotta catch the widows and relatives and collect for the handsomely initialed watches. Well, I'm sick of it. Fed up. Oh, shut up and get to work. That kind of attitude ain't going to get you diamonds and mink coats. At the right, we're going. I'll end up with one of these two-buck watches. What? I'm sick of you and your schemes. I'm fed up. Don't start throwing things, baby. Listen to me. Matt, you hurt my arm. Let go. I'm pulling out. Oh, no, you're not. Hold still, baby. Listen. They hurt my throat. Let go. Shut up and listen. I want to show you something. Something you don't ever want to forget. Matt, what are you doing with that gun? You promised you'd quit carrying a gun after what happened in L.A., that cop. Forget that cop. You're liable to find out if you try pulling out on me. I was only kidding, Mel, honestly. Don't ever try it, baby. Mel, let go my throat. I won't. All right. Don't ever try to pull out and cross me up with another guy or I'll blast you both. I won't, Mel. I won't. Well, good. Now go wash the mascara off your face and go out and get the early edition of the Illustrated Press. The Illustrated Press? Yeah, it's the top sheet in this town. They have the best of... Best obituary column, the best list of suckers. Now get going, honey. The dead don't like to be kept waiting. Hello, Steve. You got a minute to spare? Hello, Lola. It could be. What's furrowing your lovely brow this beautiful afternoon? I think 
think I've dug up the meanest racket in the world. Well, which one? There are several running neck and neck for that title. Ever hear of poor box looters and those who steal pennies off the eyes of the dead? Oh, yes. Among others. Well, this racket puts those human benefactors in the shade. Okay, let's have it, Laura. There are a couple of modern grave robbers working a post-mortem delivery of junky watches on the relatives of people who have just died. Uh Uh-oh, the old obituary racket. Right. They get their list of prospects from the obituary columns of the newspapers. Yes, Lorelei. In one form or another, it's been going on for years. The crooks deliver cars, jewelry, portraits, usually worthless junk. They claim the deceased member of the family ordered before he died. This time, it's cheap watches with initials carved on the backs. Price, $20 in the case I ran into. How'd you pick up the lead? Police headquarters? No, I was over in the factory district getting the story in a man who was killed in a hit-and-run accident. The man's wife told me the story and showed me the watch. Had she reported the matter to the police? No, she said she was sure her husband never ordered the watch, but the man who delivered it threatened to sue, so she gave him the money. Yes, they generally pay without question or protest. Oh, Steve, it was awful the way she sat holding that cheap watch, her fingers touching the initials cut in the back. Knowing she'd been cheated, feeling so helpless, and yet accepting it as part of the greater tragedy that had come to her. Oh, these petty crooks know it's easy to work their dirty racket on the people in the depths of misery and despair. And because they don't rate front-page headlines, nobody bothers, nobody cares to read about it. You're wrong, Laurel. I millions suffer from the petty rackets. The very ones who can least afford to lose the little they have. Besides, this type of filthy jip is a training school for the big-time rackets. Is there anything we can do about this one, Steve? Yes, did you uh, get any lead? A good description of the man who delivered the watch? No. The poor woman was so upset she couldn't recall what he looked like. She thought he was tall and dark complexioned. Well, I'm afraid that's no help. It'd be like looking for a needle in a haystack, even if we followed up on every obituary notice in the press. Yes, that's the... Hold it, huh? Laura Lai, you've given me an idea. How would you like to be a widow? Hey, not so fast, Steve. You might at least find me a suitable husband before you make me a widow. Well, for this job, we can skip the formality. Here, find yourself a furnished apartment in the Wattad section. Hey, what have I talked myself into? A handsomely initialed watch. Ordered my your late husband, I hope. Oh, light begins to dawn. I'm the come on. Yes, pick a moderate price furnished apartment in the factory district and get over there and rent it before it's taken. Well, here's one at 20 Pine Street. I'll pick a name, Lorelei. Smith? Brown? Jones? I'll take Jones. Lorelei Jones. Yeah, Mac, the Obed. Hello, Mac. Steve Wilson. Oh, Mr. Wilson, what can I do for you? I want you to insert a death notice, Mac. Hey, Mr. Wilson, sorry. Friend, relative of yours? No, an imaginary character called Jones. Henry Jones, Mac. We're baiting a trap for a modern grave digger. Oh, I catch. Henry Jones. Survived by his wife, Lorelei Jones. Lorelei? You mean our Lorelei? Check. It's all very sudden, Mac. Hang out. Have the notice set up, but hold it until Lorelei's rented an apartment and phones in the address. Just got it done, Mr. Wilson. Thanks, Mac. Do I dress the part, Steve? No, you'll do as you are, but hide that 20-buck hat. On my salary? Oh, I made it myself. I'll hide it anyway, and on your way to your new address, you better stop at your place and pack an overnight bag, Lorelei. Okay. And when you get a flat, phone Mac the obit and give him the address. Right. Well, how long do you think it'll be before this slimy character appears? Well, if he sees the obit and takes the bait at all, he'll show up sometime tomorrow morning. What do I do, call for the law? No, Lorelei, these rats can be as mean and vicious as their racket. Just tell him you want whatever your late husband ordered, but you're having the money. Mm-hmm. Say you'll have to get it from your brother and ask him to come back in an hour. Then what? Well, then phone me here at the office and I'll be right over. Okay, brother. Right. And I'll be there when he comes back. 
Can I kick him just once when you grab him, Nothing Steve? doing, Lorelei. Like four-legged rats, the obit operators seldom hunt their victims alone. We want all of them before we spring the trap. Thus, Steve Wilson, fighting editor and champion of the helpless and the victimized, has set a trap for the vicious racketeers preying upon the poor and distressed. In a moment, we'll rejoin Steve and Lorelei as they carry out their plan to entrap these modern public enemies. Extra, extra hero, all about it. Doctor's amazing report. Life boy gets skin cleaner. He roll about it. Pardon me, but did that boy say Life Boy Health Soap gets skin cleaner? That's right, miss. Life Boy gets skin cleaner in your daily bath than any other leading soap. And doctors have proved it? Oh, yes, indeed. And not just once, but time after time. These doctors found in 820 scientific tests that Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Now, wait a minute. Won't any soap get you clean? No, all soaps aren't the same. Any soap will remove all the grime and perspiration you can see. But it's the invisible dirt, doctors say, that may form a foothold for B.O. So be on guard. Remember, Life Boy gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap. Gives lasting after-bath protection 24 hours a day. But how does Life Boy do it? Well, doctors say Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So bathe daily with Life Boy. Refreshing, mild. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Get Life Boy right away. Now, back to Big Town and tonight's story of a vicious racket the final payment. Learning that an obituary racket is being worked in Big Town, Steve has set a trap by having Lorelei Kilburn rent a furnished flat and pose as the widow of a worker whose fictitious death was announced in the obituary columns of the Illustrated Press. Now, the following day, we find Lorelei in an apartment on Pine Street, phoning Steve as she waits for the racketeers to come and take the bait. Hello. Hello, Illustrated Press. Steve Wilson, please. Lorelai Kilburn calling. Hello, Steve Wilson. Oh, hello, Steve. It's Lorelai. Well, the chisel showing up yet? No, and it's 3 o'clock. The death notice has been out almost 24 hours. I'm afraid we've drawn a blank. Well, stick it a few more hours, Lorelai. It takes these racketeers time to mark initials on their junk, and they may have other deliveries to make. All right, Steve, but I'd hate to spend another night in this place. Well, what's the matter, my lovely? Rats. Four-legged. Say, where are you phoning from? The hall? No, the apartment. The former occupant had a phone, and it hasn't been disconnected. Well, that's a break. Call me back if and after our man shows. All right, I will. And incidentally, don't you trust me, Steve? What do you mean, Lorelai? There's been a man sitting on a stool in a bar and grill across the street watching this house all day. Uh, probably a barfly student of human nature. Mm-hmm. His name couldn't be Harry the Hack, unofficial chauffeur and bodyguard of the Illustrated Press staff, oh, could it, Steve? Very observant, Lorelai. Also a very good reporter, and I'm not taking any chances. Uh, oh, thanks, Steve, but hold it. I've got to call her. Okay, hang up. Go into your act and make it good. If it's the man we're after, do just as I told you, and don't write yourself an obituary. Right, Steve, I'll play it straight, and I'll call you back as soon as he leaves. Yes. Yes, just a moment, please. 
Who is it? Baggage for Mr. Henry Jones. Oh, a package? Just a minute, please. Good afternoon. Mr. Jones in? Oh, Henry, my husband died only yesterday. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. Yes, it, it was very sudden. Well, maybe that's the best way to go, ma'am. But uh, now about this package. Oh, yes, you said you had a package for Henry. I'll take it. Fine. I guess you'll want it to remember him by. It's a watch he ordered. A watch? Yeah. We'd have been able to deliver it sooner, but he wanted his initials on it. There's a COD charge for $20. $20? Yeah, 20 But Henry didn't tell me anything about ordering a watch. Maybe he was going to surprise you. Well, maybe, but could I see it? Sure. Here you are. But I can't leave it without the 20 bucks, lady. Oh, I, I understand. It doesn't look like a very good watch. I don't know anything about that, lady. All I know is your husband ordered it. That has put his initials on it. And that spoils it for anybody else. So we have to collect the $20. But I don't have $20 in the house. You see, there have been so many expenses. How soon can you get it? Well, I'm expecting my brother. I guess I could get it from him. Uh, could you come back in an hour? I don't know. I've got a couple of more deliveries to make. Well, could I come to your shop and pick it up this evening? No, no. I'll be back in an hour. If I can't make it, I'll send one of my assistants. All right. You come back and... I'll have the money ready for you. Good. You do that, and we won't have to turn the matter over to our collection agency. So long, Mrs. Jones. See you later. I'll say you will, you scum of the earth. Lorelei. Lorelei. Come in, what kept you? It's almost time for that human leech to come back. Oh, I stopped across the street to tell Harry to be in his hack and ready to roll. Oh, good. How are we going to handle this big rat when he shows? Well, just how big is he? Yeah, he can spot you four inches and 20 pounds, but I'm not sure he'll be back in person. Well, I hope you didn't scare him off. He isn't the type that scares easy when there's cash in prospect, but I think he may send an assistant. Well, it doesn't matter. The assistant will lead us to their headquarters, Lila. Well, what'll I say this time? Now, when the bell rings, you're going to be grief-stricken. I'll handle this. Okay, Brother Steve, the pleasure is all yours. Last time it made me sick to my stomach listening to that leech pull his rotten routine. Okay, oh, Laura, I go in the other room and leave this to me. I'm going to try an act of my own. Well, restrain your impulse to smash his face in. I'll try to do that, Laura. Oh, good afternoon. Well, hello, Red. Well, hello, big boy. Oh, sorry, I'm afraid you have the wrong apartment, sister. I don't think so. Mrs. Henry Jones lives here, don't she? Why, uh, yes. You must be the brother she was going to borrow 20 bucks from that left the COD on this watch her husband ordered before he died. Oh, yes. I got the money for you. Right here. Thanks. Hope you don't mind if I count it, Hanson. Not at all. But I want to have a talk with you, Red. What about? About your boss. How come? I might have something that would uh, interest him. Oh, yeah? Just a minute, my boss don't like to get shortchanged. Oh, smart boss. Mm, nice fresh bills right out of the mint. That's right. Now, if you give me the watch, I'll give it to my sister. She's lying down. It's been pretty much of a shock. Yeah. But she's lucky having a smooth guy like you around. Must be quite a comfort. Oh, thanks for the compliment, but uh, what happened to your boss? I thought he was coming back. He had some deliveries to make across town. And am I glad. You wouldn't be going my way, would you? Could be, Red. Well, i got to talk to my sister first. 
Oh, but waiting for me downstairs. I got a better idea. I'll wait for you in the bar and grill across the street. Uh, the name's Ginger. Okay, Ginger. See you in a few minutes. Don't keep me waiting, brother. Don't worry. I won't. Handsome, you certainly did all right on short notice. Now, don't jump to conclusions, my lovely. You don't have to jump at those kinds of conclusions. They just run you down. Okay, okay, but this changes our plan of action, Marlene. Obviously. What assignment have you thought of to get rid of me? Now, don't tell me you're jealous. Don't flatter yourself, brother. Okay, see, Steve, seriously, what was the purpose in that quick play-up to that curvaceous cutie with the four-alarm tresses? I think I can persuade her to lead me right to her boss. Well, what do I do while she's doing that? I want you to get out of here, get in Harry's hack, and follow us wherever we go when we leave that bar and grill. Well, so far, easy. And when I give you the high sign, I want you to go to the nearest police station and tell them what's up. And invite them to a handcuff party? Yes, on the double. Okay, big boy, what's your name? Steve. Steve Wilson. What's your racket, Steve? I haven't a racket of my own, Ginger. Ah, oh, don't give me that, Steve. You got dough and you got brains, so you gotta have a racket. Oh, I work for a big organization. Oh, I get it. A big-time mob. Well, I wouldn't care to have it called a mob. But what about this boyfriend of yours? He ain't my boyfriend. I've just been stringing along, getting nothing but promises. And from where I sit, it looks like he ain't never going to get nowhere. Yeah, there ain't much future in selling junky watches, even if he puts initials on two-buck tickers and CODs them for 20 bucks. Hey, you're wise to the racket. Oh, sure. I cut my eye teeth on it. Well, then how come you give me the 20 bucks without a squawk? Because I want to meet your boss. What for? Well, maybe I'll put him in line for something big. How do I know you're on the level? I'm not on the level. Now, how about taking me to meet your boss? He'd beat my ears off if I brought you to the joint we're using his headquarters while we're working big town. I thought you said he wasn't your boyfriend. He ain't, but he's crazy jealous. And if he thought I was interested in another fellow, there's no telling what he's liable oh, to do. Oh, okay. There's nothing to keep me from following you home, is there? No. No, there ain't. You look like you could take care of yourself. But if you do, you better watch out for Mal. What last name is he using this season? Mal Todd, and you watch out. He carries a rod in his suitcase, and I happen to know he's used it more than once. Oh, thanks for the tip, Ginger. I think Todd will listen to my proposition. He wants to tie up with some local mob that's got organization and protection. Maybe he'll listen. But, uh, you got a rod, just... Gun. Gee, then you are a big shot, Steve. Where's your bodyguard? Outside. A taxi parked down the street. Gee, fancy me bumping into a guy like you. Am I lucky? Well, on the other hand, I might be a plainclothes cop. Nah, you ain't the type. Okay, well, now that we understand each other, suppose you finish your drink and go to Todd's place. Okay. And you're going to trail along? Like your shadow. Okay. And Steve. Yeah, Ginger? In case you should find Mal Todd don't want to play along with you, it won't break my heart if you have to rub him out. You, Ginger? Yeah, Mal. Let me in quick. What's lathering you? Close the door. Lock it. Okay. It's locked. 
What's the matter? What kept you? A guy's following me. Guys are always following you. It's the brother of the dame we hooked. That Mrs. Jones? Yeah. So what? Did you get the 20 bucks? Yeah, he gave it to me. Okay, hand it over. Can't I keep a fiver? I'll give you a couple of bucks tomorrow. What about this guy? Did he squawk? No. He bought me a drink and tried to get the lowdown on you. On me? Copper, maybe. No, I can whip a copper mile. Talks like he's got some kind of racket. Wants to talk to you. Ah, uh, what about? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. Listen, you two-timing little twist, if this is a double cross. Uh, man, you're hurting my arm. Sometimes I think I ought to break your neck. What'd you tell this local wiseacre? Nothing, Mel, honest. And I tried to shake him, but I couldn't. He followed me all the way here. Oh, I did. It ain't okay. If he wants to talk, we'll see what he's got to say. Mel, you hadn't ought to carry that gun on you. Real big shots hardly ever carry guns. This is one of them hardly ever times, sugar puss. Mel. Huh? I think he's out in the hall. Okay, let's see what he wants. Good evening, brother. Hello, Todd. You mind if I come in? No. Come in. Come on in, wise guy. And we'll make you feel right at home. Thus, Steve Wilson, in an effort to trap two vicious crooks working an obituary racket in Big Town has walked into their hideout while Lorelei goes to summon the police. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap. Amazing, sensational, almost unbelievable, I know. But doctors have proved it, not just once, but time after time. In hundreds of scientific tests, these doctors found that Life Boy Health Soap, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner in your daily bath. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. The cleaner you get your skin, these doctors found, the safer you are from B.O. So be on guard. Remember, Life Boy gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap. Gives lasting after-bath protection 24 hours a day. Yes, bathe daily with Life Boy. Refreshing, mild. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Get Life Boy right away. <laughs> To Big Town and tonight's headline drama, The Final Payment. Posing as a local racketeer, Steve Wilson has followed the woman accomplice of a petty crook to their hideout. But double-crossed by the girl, Steve is admitted at the point of a gun. Come on in, fella. I've been hearing about you. Thanks. I uh, hope I'm not interrupting anything unimportant. And put away that gun. Never mind the gun. Don't forget I got it, smart guy. Sit down. Make yourself comfortable. No, thanks. Looks like the chairs are falling apart. Suit yourself. Ginger tells me you've been pumping her about our little obit racket. Oh, nice going, Ginger. I thought you weren't going to tell your pal Todd we had a little talk. That's what I wanted you to think. Ginger would double-cross her own grandmother, but she knows better than to pull a fast one on me. Well, that must be a comforting thought while it lasts. Okay, wise guy. What do you want? I want to size you up before I make you a proposition, Todd. What's the name? The name's Wilson... Steve Wilson. What's the proposition? It's a proposition that'll save you wearing out shoe leather trying to make a living by rooking grief-stricken relatives out of their hard-earned cash, paying for junk watches no one ordered. Okay. So why is the racket? How come you forked over this 20 bucks? 
Because I expect to get it back. With interest. Yeah? Frisk this monkey, Ginger. Let's see if we can place him from what he's got on him. You won't find a gun. He said he never carried no gun, Mal. He's clean. Yes, remember what else I told you, Ginger? Yeah. Mal, you better go easy. He acts like a big-timer, and he's got a bodyguard that trailed us all the way here. Yeah, why don't you tell me that? Well, I forgot. What else do you forget? What is this, a frame? I'm just looking after myself, that's all. Oh, Ginger wouldn't double-cross you, Todd. You just finished saying so. She won't do it but once. Come on, Ginger, give out. What's the angles on this screwy setup? I don't know, and I don't much care. What did I ever get out of stringing along with a small-time punk like you? More than you ever got out of that five-a-day routine in that tank town burlesque. In a pig's eye. Anyway, I wasn't always ducking cops. Getting the bums rush from the local hoods. I'm fed up. I've had enough, and I'm getting out while the getting's good. You better stick around, Ginger. Maybe Todd and I can make a deal and go places. Like nothing. I thought maybe you was somebody, but you let this chin horn push you around like he was a big shot. Stay put, Ginger. You ain't taking a powder on me for this guy or anybody else. Like nothing, I ain't. I know when I've had enough. Don't unlock that door, Ginger. I told you you'd never walk out on me. I heard you say it plenty of times. I meant it then. I'm telling you now. now don't be a fool, Todd. The chair's the payoff for trigger play. Shut up, Wilson. Come back here, sugar puss, or so help me, I'll let you have it. Don't tempt him, Red. He ain't got the nerve. So long, small time. So long, you two-timing little tramp. Duck, Ginger! I'll kill her! I'll kill her! Not shooting into the ceiling, you would! Okay, Todd. Sleep that one off. Are you all right, Red? Yeah, he missed me, and you're okay. I thought you was just another four-flusher, but you're okay, and you and me can really go places. Sorry, Ginger. Your cross and double cross has left you right where you started. Long ago. The cops. And you're one of them. No, no, Ginger. Just a newspaper man who doesn't like to see a lot of poor and distressed people being pushed around. Steve. Steve, you all right? I heard a couple of shots. Right as rain, Lorelei. Tell the law to come in and collect a couple of practitioners of one of the meanest rackets on the book. Well, they just pulled up outside. Well, how did you manage this, Steve? Hmm. I suppose this Dave is that bodyguard you was talking about. Uh Uh-huh. But we're thinking of getting him a keeper any day now. Okay, Lorelei. Spare the rib. Get on the phone. Get this story to Fletch on the final. Right, Steve. The capture of this pair should help break up the obituary racket in Big Town. Yes, Lorelei. And serve as a warning to other migratory leeches preying on the helpless and the distressed. So ended another skirmish in the endless battle of the war on crime. Another win in the career of fighting Steve Wilson and his staff of the Illustrated Press. Now, before telling you about next week's dramatic Big Town story, here is Lorelei Kilburn. Friends, this is Lorelei Kilburn. I'd just like to say how nice it is to be back in these Big Town adventures. And it's especially nice to be working for such a fine sponsor as Lieber Brothers Company, the makers of Lifebuoy Health Soap. Like millions of other Americans, I've been a Lifebuoy fan for years. I like the lather, I like the mildness. I've seen the proof of its quality and its wonderful effects. I know you'll like Lifebuoy, too. And we're all looking forward to next Tuesday night and many Tuesday nights to come. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. Thank you, and good night.
Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you The Trap, a hard-hitting story of a dead man's revenge on his enemies. Another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional, and any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelei Kilburn, and was written and directed by Jerry McGill. And now, Big Town bids you good night until next Tuesday night, same time, same station, when you'll hear the newsboy calling... Extra, extra hero about it. The story of Steve Wilson and Big Town brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, another fine lever product. Extra, extra. New Rinso with Solium puts sunshine in your wash. Rain or shine, new Rinso with Solium gives your wash a new brilliance you've never seen before. You can dry clothes anywhere, and white clothes will turn out actually whiter than brand new, and washable colors brighter than brand new. It's because new Rinso contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, Solium. No other soap contains Solium, only new Rinso. It's so safe for clothes, so kind to hands. Find out about the amazing new brilliance of Rinso Wash clothes. Find out how new Rinso with Solium puts sunshine in your wash. Get Rinso right away. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.